Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Shalom service. Thanks, God, for this time. We had a wonderful time now in the presence of God, worshiping our King. Wow, it's so good to feel His presence moving among us. Uh, but I am, I am a little bit sad in, because in order not to see all our brothers and sisters here in church. But I am looking forward to, because soon we are going to be together as a church. Amen. And we are missing you all. Really missing you all. And uh, we love you. But I believe soon we are going to be together as a church. And also at the end of this service, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. This is a very special service. And we are going to remember Jesus' death. And we are going to have the, the, the bread and the, the juice at the end of this service. And also I want to remember you. Uh, about our tithes and offerings. Even the church is not opened, but please be faithful to God in your tithes and offerings. And also you can prepare your envelopes and give to the leader of your cell meetings or for one of the leaders of the church or bring it to one of the pastors. Or maybe you can lodge into our bank account you can go in the bottom of this video and you are going to see our bank de account details and you can lodge into our bank details, to bank account. Amen? And now I am sure God has a, a word for us and I want to share the word of God with you. If you can, please close your eyes. Let's pray and ask for the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Be still right now, be quiet in God's presence, and ask for the Holy Spirit. Speak to me because I want to listen to you. Beloved Father, we worship you. We thank you for the privilege of being together, even through the internet, but we are together with our brothers and sisters. And Father, please use my life once again. You know how limited I am, but use me in the power of the Holy Spirit, Father. Please speak to your people. May your people can build their lives in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, and in Jesus' name I ask you, speak to us today in your name. I pray. Amen. And I want to share a message with you. I'm, and this message is building your life in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Building your life in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I think maybe you remember weeks ago, I gave a word here. And, and the word was treasures from the secret place. Do you remember? And today I'm going to continue talking about how to build our spiritual life in intimacy 
with the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to remember you very quickly some points of this last word that I gave. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, from 12 to 15, that we can build up our lives upon the foundation that is Jesus Christ with strong materials, that is gold, silver, and precious stones. Or maybe we can build up our lives using hay, wood, and straw. And what kind of material are you using to build up your life upon Jesus? How are you building your life? Because the Bible says in that text that we read, in the day of the judgment, God put his fire. And God, because the Bible says God's going to look at our lives and fire are going to go through our lives. And everything that was done for him, but without him, gets turned into ashes. Building, but building with gold means building your life in the secret place. This is what I taught. Building with gold, precious stones, is building our lives in the secret place. And don't just build your life on Christ. Build your life with Christ in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because each one's work will be tested by fire. And if anyone's work endures... He will receive a reward. And the material that we use to build on Jesus makes the big difference. Intimacy, without intimacy with the Holy Spirit, all you have is wood, hay, and straw. And this is my challenge to you. How are you building your life? I know you are going to receive a powerful word, not because of me, because it comes from the word of God. This is a powerful word that can change your life. I remember years ago when I discovered that the Holy Spirit is a person, and I started this relationship with him, and he started speaking to me, and my life had a big change. And I want to challenge you in this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And how is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Your spiritual life can be dramatically changed. If we have one intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I want to read now some verse. That what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Let's read. The first verse, John 14, verse 16 and 17, that says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. 
the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Wow, about the Holy Spirit. Let's read now 14, John 14, verse 26. Jesus said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Wow. He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. Wow. This is so powerful. Now, John 16, verse 7. John 16, 7. That says, Let me assure you, Jesus said, It is better for you that I go away. Jesus was talking to his disciples. And he said, It's better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. Wow. But if I did not go, the helper, the helper would not come. Or Jesus was saying to his disciples, I am going to the Father. But I am going to send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. And he said, it's better for you. It's more advantage that I go to the Father and you receive the Holy Spirit. Or Jesus was saying, you are going to receive someone that is it's, it's going to be much better for you. Wow. Let's read another verse. John 16, 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears. And will tell you what will happen in future. Wow. We read many verses that talk about this wonderful person that is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. But you are not going to be on your own or alone. I'm going to send you one helper. And this wonderful person is the Holy Spirit. And I, I have a question for you. Did you born again? Are you sure about your salvation? Why were you saved? Why? Just to go to heaven? No, of course not. You have a powerful life to live on earth. Or... God saved us. We born again. And God has a big plan. 
great plan for me and for you. And God's desire was to have many children like Jesus Christ. And this is why Jesus said, I'm going to the Father, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you in this life. You are not alone. You have one God, the Holy Spirit. And many people don't know Him or don't have a relationship with Him. Because don't treat Him as one God. And, and, and we, and we re read here that God has a purpose for us, sending the Holy Spirit, not for us to go to heaven, but to live a powerful life, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to be like Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 11, 1, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul said, imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. Or you were saved to live in this earth like Jesus lived. Yes. Because God's desire was to have a big family. And he gave Jesus to die in order to have many children like Jesus. And how? Could it happen just with the help, our helper, the Holy Spirit, living inside of us? And you and I were saved to be a copy of Jesus on earth. Yes. You and me were saved to be a copy of Jesus on earth. If you, are, if you have someone beside you in your home, tell them. You were saved to be a copy of Jesus. Or Paul the Apostle said, imitate me as just I imitate Christ. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. This is the reason. I ask you, did you born again? Are you born again Christian? Jesus said, Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And also, Pastor Paulo gave us a wonderful word last week about how is heaven. I love it. A wonderful word. And he spoke how good is heaven. Or, and it's good to know how is heaven. But heaven is a consequence of a faithful Christian life. Because our goal is to live here right now. Guided by the Holy Spirit. In a life that's going to please our Father. And my brother, salvation is not only getting a ticket to heaven when you die. Salvation is when entrance into the kingdom of God now, when you are alive in this life. You are not going to be saved in heaven. No, you are not going to be saved in heaven. When you're born again, 
When you receive the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are saved and you enter in the kingdom of God. Or every one of us that were saved, or every one of us that born again, we entered in the kingdom of God. Or I am living in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is among us. This is the kind of life that I should live. And the Holy Spirit lives in me for that. To help me to live this kind of life. And salvation is when the Holy Spirit gives me a new birth to qualify me for a supernatural life. Wow. This is salvation. Salvation is when I have this supernatural birth. Through the Holy Spirit. I was dead in my transgression. I was living without God. And, and I repented. I born again. And the Holy Spirit gave me this new birth. For me to live a supernatural life. Then salvation is not a little insurance card. For you not to go to hell. Salvation is, is the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you for you to live a strong life for Jesus Christ in this earth. I remember when I born again. Then I started reading this book. I fell in love with this book. Then I started preaching to people on the streets. And people started coming to Jesus. Then I started praying for people who were sick. And the people, they got healed. Then I start praying for people who were possessed by demons. And they were delivered. And why? Why? Just because of this person that lives inside of me. And this person lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And you are saved, my brother and sister. You are saved to fulfill God's purpose and God's plan for you on this earth. This is the reason that you are saved. Heaven is something powerful. But it's the consequence of your faithful life here. And, and you are saved for what? To live this life for Jesus Christ. To manifest God's kingdom here, right now. Because we are saved. And you are saved to write your own story together with the Holy Spirit. Wow. I'm going to say again. You are saved to write your own story together with the Holy Spirit. Everyone who born again can write their own story, has the chance to write their own story. My brothers, I know my life before Jesus, my life was destroyed. But then I started writing a new story. My life was changed. Like I am here as a missionary in Ireland, not because I am better than you. God has different ministry to every one of us. But you can write a new story. Just because 
you born again and you receive this Holy Spirit inside of you. And you need to relate with this, this Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And I'm going to speak a lot about this person, wonderful person that lives inside of you. And if you're born again, he lives inside of you. But men, many people don't want to work on their stories with God. Many people, they come to church and they have just an empty religion. Many people, they are happy just being church members. Or seeking God only in public. And many people, they used to do that. They just go to church. The only time they seek God, it's when they go to church. Or they worship God only when they are in church. Or they just became member of church. But God has something more powerful for your life, my brothers. And also some people, they are just living a, a life waiting for the day they are going to go to heaven. Doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Please don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. You can live here a powerful life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. I want to talk about how Jesus lived his life. Because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And I want to, And Jesus started his ministry. Being anointed by the Holy Spirit when he was 30 years old. Did you know? Jesus, he started his ministry being anointed. He was the son of God, but he came here as a man. And he needed this anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I want to read Luke 3, 21 and 22. That says, Luke Chapter 3, 21 and 22. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus came and was baptized too. And while he was praying, wow, the sky opened. <laughs> he was praying and the heavens opened. This is what happens when you have this fellowship with God. You are praying to God and suddenly heavens open. And the Holy Spirit came down on him, on Jesus. The Spirit looked like a real dove. Then a voice came from heaven and said, You are my son. To one I love, I am very pleased with you we can see here Jesus he was baptized and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit the same spirit that lived and guided Jesus he is in your life and in my life the same spirit that anointed Jesus 
lived in him, guided his life. This, this, the same spirit lives in me and in you. Wow, this is so powerful. After Jesus' baptism, he, he was full of this, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into wilderness. This is written in Luke 4, chapter 1. Where Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, and he returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Yeah. The Holy Spirit led Jesus Christ to the wilderness. Even if you are serving God, my brothers and sisters. Even if you are full of the Holy Spirit. You are going to the wilderness. You are going to be tempted as Jesus was. You are going to be tested. You are going to hardship. Difficult circumstances in our life. Because the Holy Spirit is going to help you in these circumstances. Because he's, he wants to approve you. And he wants to give you some... Um, some, uh, some, uh, he, he wants to teach you something in order for you to grow in your faith. Yes, this is what he wants to do in your life. And also, Jesus came to this earth as a man. Don't think that Jesus came here as a God. No, the Bible says he left behind everything. And he born as a, a normal child. And he came as a man, not as a God. But the only difference, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And the same Spirit, we have been anointed with the Holy Spirit also. <laughs> and the same Spirit that anointed him, anointed you with the same power. Wow. <laughs> I want to read another verse, Act, Acts 10, 38, that says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. God the Father anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because. This is important at the end. Because God was with him. Or. Here you are going to see. The Holy Trinity. God the Father. Jesus the Son. And the Holy Spirit working together. You are going to see here. Because you are going to see God the Father said he sent, he anointed Jesus the Son with the Holy Spirit. Or the Trinity working together. Father anointed Jesus, the man Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. 
And what happened? Because of this anointing of the Holy Spirit, Jesus went around doing good. What you and me should do. And healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. Not because he was God. But because God was with him. Or he went around healing people. Delivering people from the power of Satan. Because the Holy Spirit was upon him. And also you and me have the same power. The same Holy Spirit. And also... Some people say, who, who lives in me? I think maybe you had this question. Who lives in me? God lives in me. Or Jesus lives in me. Or the Holy Spirit lives in me. <laughs> who lives in me? God, God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? The three. <laughs> the three. Because... The Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is God. And God is God. But if you are going to see like uh, more clear in the Bible. You are going to read that God the Father he is in the throne. And Jesus was here on earth. He came to die. This is his calling. He came to die. But he said, it's better for me to go to be with the Father. But I'm going to send you, who? The Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> or, the God Father, he is in the throne. Jesus is, is at his hand side. And who lives in, inside? It's Jesus, okay. Because I can say, Jesus lives in me. But he lives in me through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, through this anointing of the Holy Spirit that was upon him, he healed people not because God was, because he was God, but because the Holy Spirit was with him. This is a great point. And the same spirit is in your life, my brother. And this is I want to challenge you. Because when you go through some circumstances in your life, and sometimes the Holy Spirit are going to guide you, or even you are going to go to wilderness or difficult times in your life, hardships. And the, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our helper. Yes. He helps you. How? Giving you the words. How Jesus overcame Satan? Using the words. The, the Bible. And it's how the Holy Spirit and the Bible says, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is going to remember everything that I have told you. Wow, this is so powerful. Then the Holy Spirit is going to bring you some words in, and you are going to use this word 
to overcome, Satan to overcome all circumstances that you are living, <clears throat> or he empowers you to heal and to deliver all who are under the power of the devil, this is powerful, you have nothing good inside of you or in, in, in your own, but you have a person, the Holy Spirit, He's God. And He lives inside of you. And the Bible says, my brothers, after Jesus came out of the wilderness, we see Jesus empowered. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit started to minister, minister with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because He started doing things by the power of the Holy Spirit who was working in his life. Without the Holy Spirit anointing. Jesus would not be able to accomplish anything that he accomplished in this world. Yes. And you also. Without the Holy Spirit. You cannot fulfill your calling. I'm going to repeat again. Without the Holy Spirit. You are not going to fulfill your calling. Your calling, my brother, what is your calling? You are going to ask me, Father, I don't know what is, is, is my calling. I don't know what should I do. And your calling, my brother, is not only in church. Many people think, okay, I burn again and everything I have to do is in church. Now I have to be pastor, I have to be missionary, now I have to sing, I have to play. No. No, no, my brothers, the Bible says everything you do in your calling, you have to do for the Lord. Everything, it doesn't matter what you are doing. What is going to be your profession or what you are going to, to study, doesn't matter. Because your calling is what you have to do in this world. This is your calling. Is what you are going to do in this world. And you received the power of the Holy Spirit to be a good employee. Yes. You, you, you did receive this power of the Holy Spirit to be a good worker in your job. Or in your company. Or to be a good student in the universe. This is our calling. Many people think, oh, my calling is to be in church. No. Because the light shines in the darkness. And we, our calling is not just in church. Many people, they have this misconception in their minds. Oh, I'm going to have, have a calling to, to be a missionary in another country. You are a missionary in your company where you work. You are a missionary in your university, in your school. You are, you are a missionary in your neighborhood. This is the reason that you were you born again. To live the kingdom of God right now. And one day you are going to heaven. But you were born again 
to fulfill God's plan for your life. The calling, what was Jesus calling? It was to die for this world, to die for us. But your calling is different. Your calling maybe is to, is to raise your, your family. Your calling is to be a good husband. Your calling is maybe a businessman. Or maybe your calling is to raise your grandchildren. Or maybe your calling is to be a preacher. Maybe. Or a pastor. Or to lead a home group. It's wonderful. This is your calling. And without the Holy Spirit, you cannot fulfill your calling the way God wants it to be fulfilled. You cannot fulfill God's calling without the Holy Spirit. We have to understand as Christians that the Holy Spirit comes to live in us through salvation. Okay? Or the Holy, the Holy Spirit get us through salvation. When you did receive the Holy Spirit, when you born again, or the Holy Spirit gets us through salvation, and we get the Holy Spirit through surrender. Because some people, they have the Holy Spirit inside of them. But the Holy Spirit don't have them. Because when you are saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. But how the Holy Spirit have you? When you surrender your life to Him. This is different. He, he can live inside of you, but maybe He doesn't have your life. Because you do not surrender your life to Him. I get the Holy Spirit when I get saved. But the Holy Spirit gets me when I surrender. Did you get the point? The Holy Spirit have all of me when I say, I want to live for you. Oh, when I have this intimacy relationship with Him, then I start giving myself. I start saying, come, live in me. Oh, help me. Then I start surrendering my life. Then... He have my life. That's why all true Christians have the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit doesn't have all Christians. Because not all Christians surrendered to the Holy Spirit as they have to surrender. This is the point. All Christians have the Holy Spirit. All true Christians have the Holy Spirit, but not all Christians have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Intimacy and relationship are two different things. Example, I am married, okay? I am married to my wife. I have a relationship with my, uh, my wife. It's a legal relationship between us, okay? It's a covenant relationship. We are in the same house. We work in the same place because we are always together, okay? 
we sleep in the same bed, but it doesn't mean that we are close all the time. Okay? And I think you know what I am talking about. We can be together, even sleep in the same bed with your wife, but you have no intimacy. In fact, <laughs> months ago, my wife sat on the bed of our house, or we were about to go to sleep, and she looked at me and said, why are you so, we, we are so far away of each other? She asked me, why? <laughs> why we are so far away of each other? And you know, but how to be far away? We were working together, living together in the same bed. Every man, under, every man understand what that means. She was, talk, she, she was not talking about physical distance. She was not talking about physical distance. She was saying that we, we have a relationship, but actually we are not having intimacy conversation or intimacy relationship, intimacy. And also, my brothers, we learned last time that prayer, prayer should be one intimate act. And uh, I want to read Matthew 6, 6 again. Matthew 6, 6 says, When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Or Jesus taught as that the act of a prayer should be intimate. Jesus taught us. Or he said, you go into a room, lock the door because you are going to have one intimate time with him. And you cannot get, my brothers, you, you can get good advice in church. Or from the word of God. But your history with God is only shaped in the secret place. When we came to church, when we are receiving the word, it's good. But this is not intimate relationship with God or with the Holy Spirit. Like when we are together, it's a fellowship. We are shouting, we are singing, we are dancing, we are worshiping God. This is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But our history, my life is changed. Is in the secret place. When I surrender before him. When I confess my sin. When I say not my will. But your will be done in my life. This story is shaped with the Holy Spirit. 
I want to read another verse for you that we have read. I'm going to read again. John 16, 7. I am near to the end. That says, Let me assure you, it's better. Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I didn't go, the helper would not come. Or Jesus said, I am going, but I'm going to send you one helper. Can you imagine? They had Jesus' presence with them. And Jesus said, it's better. It's gonna, you are going to have advantage if I go. Because I'm going, but I'm going to send someone that's going to be better for you. They had the physical presence of Jesus. But now he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not going to be beside you. He's going to be, live inside of you, in your temple. In your temple, he's going to live inside of you. Not going to live near you. And if I don't go, the helper are not coming. And, and this is the helper. And many people don't have, like, a, they have the Holy Spirit inside of them, but they do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. They don't talk to the Holy Spirit. Or, or some people, they don't even don't know that the Holy Spirit is God. Some people think that the Holy Spirit is a power. The power of God. But no. The Holy Spirit is a person. How do I know that he is a person? Because the Bible says you can make him sad. Because he is a person. Ephesians 4.30 says. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Or the Bible says, because he is a person, he's a person, you can make him sad. Or please don't make the Holy Spirit sad. Be careful how you live, be careful what you see, what you look. What do you hear? What do you speak? Be careful. Because he's a person. And he lives inside of you. And the Bible says you can make him sad. As a person, he speaks. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to teach you more about that in the next message that I'm going to give you. Because I'm going to speak how to develop it. How he speaks. How should I rela relate with him? It's going to be the next message. I'm going to finish. But I want to finish saying many Christians have a legal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Legal. They receive it. They have it inside. 
they are sealed by the Holy Spirit. They speak in tongues. But to be close to the Holy Spirit is not the same thing as having the Holy Spirit living in you. It's different. You can live in the same house, but not to be too close. As I had a problem with my wife. And for those who live with your parents, maybe you are, you are living with your father and mother, you know what I'm talking. You know how it is. Because you can be in the same house, living with your parents, but millions miles apart. Or you can live in the same house, but with no intimate relationship. Because intimacy are, intimacy are not the same thing as to live in the same house. The intimacy with the Holy Spirit begins when we get the relationship and we begin to surrender to the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say again, the intimacy with the Holy Spirit begins begins when we get the relationship or when we start and we begin to surrender to the person of the Holy Spirit or intimacy with the Holy Spirit begins brings us rest yes because when we start this intimacy with him we live not worried Rest brings even greater intimacy. If you read Matthew 11, 28, 28 says, Come out to me, of you who are tired from the heaven, heavy burden you have been forced to carry, and I will give you rest. This relationship with the Holy Spirit brings us rest. And also rest brings brings even greater intimacy. One of the reasons many people do not find intimacy with the Holy Spirit is the intimacy is not found by striving. It's found by surrender. And many people that are trying to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit doing things, striving or doing things. But no. It's by surrender. And I'm going to talk more about how it is. Because many people think, I am in church, I am playing, I am doing things. No, no, no. This is not relationship, intimate, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. No, no. Because intimacy with the Holy Spirit cannot be found if the doors are not closed. Okay? You are not going to have intimacy in the church around many people. Just at closed door. There is a door that each one of us have in our life. And this door is the door of destruction. And I, I want to talk about that next week. Let's... 
I want to pray right now because we are going to have the Lord's Supper. And, uh, but, please, you need to have this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need to surrender. Maybe you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, but He doesn't have you. You can make Him sad through your attitudes, the way you speak, the way you treat people, the way you treat your, your wife, your husband, your children. Please, you need to enter in this intimate relationship. But this intimate relationship you, need, you, you can have with him just at closed door. You and him just. Let's pray because now we're going to prepare to have the Lord's Supper. Beloved Father, we thank you for this time, for the word that was shared, shared today. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that is our helper. Father, I do pray for all my brothers, sisters, Father. Touch their lives. Anoint their lives with the Holy Spirit, Father. Father, bring them to this intimate relationship, Father. Not just in church, not just in prayer meetings with people, but alone. Just, Father, them and, and you, Father. Oh, in Jesus' name, I pray for this fresh anointing coming up our brother. And also anoint our lives. Because we don't want to just go to heaven, Father, after our death. We want to live right now as Jesus lived. We want to fulfill our calling. Father, anoint us, Father, to do what Jesus did. In order for us to be copy of Jesus on this earth. Bless all my brothers on their jobs, Father, in order for them to be the light of this world. Father, I know, maybe, Father, our calling is at home, or is in our company where we work, or in the universe, or in our school where we are. Oh, Father, that no one should be, Father, in, away from you, Father. And, and losing and wasting their time. Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I thank you for this time. Now let's prepare for the Lord's Supper. Let's prepare our hearts. Because... The Lord's Supper always brings something to us. If you eat and drink in one word manner, you can receive curse according to the Bible. But if you drink with discernment, you are going to be blessed. And I want to read some verse. First uh, Corinthians. 11 from 24 to 26 
And then I'm going to read the trend ninth. Trend four, five and six, and then trend nine. That says, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my blood which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. 29, for he who eats and drinks in one unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment for himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are sick, are weak, and sick among you, and men sleeps, sleep. The Bible say to us that in the earlier church, the primitive church, uh, some people they were weak in the church, sick. And the reason the Bible says they were suffering, it's because of not discerning the body of Christ. And most of Christians, most of Christians, they have discernment about the blood of Jesus. But they do not have discernment about the body of Christ. The blood of Jesus, most of Christians, they know through the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven. Or Jesus shed his blood to forgive my sins and to save me. Okay. But the bread, the bread is neglected. And the Bible says that many people, they are not discerning the body of Christ, or the people from church, they were not discerned, they didn't have discern understanding about the body of Christ, and the body of Christ, you know, at least has, it has two meanings, and the body of Christ first is the church, the church, all the people gathered together is the body of Christ according to the Bible. And many people, they ignore church. They ignore service. They ignore meetings. And they have no discernment of the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ is the church. And you should love the church. To love our brothers and sisters. But you have problems with your brothers and sisters. Then the Bible says you are going to have some problems in your life. And the second meaning of the body of Christ is what Jesus did for us. Okay? And you know. At the cross, what God did, 
God took all our infirmities, our pain, our disease, and put them in Jesus' body. Is what happened. Jesus was cursed because of us. And, and the Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. By his suffering, we are healed. Or what the Bible is saying is, through Jesus' suffering, his body, you can receive healing. But some people, they do not have this discernment. That through Jesus' suffering, the body of Christ, they they are not receiving the blessing. Then, my brothers, now I want you to take you at home, please. Take now first the body of Christ, the bread. If you have, take any bread that you have at home. And Jesus said, this is my body that I give to you. And, and you need to eat with discernment. You need to have with discernment. Because this bread can bring you blessings. First, you need to give value to your church. For the group of people that you gather together. To the meetings. And many people missing meetings. Even now, we have our meetings online. But many people, they are they don't watch or they don't join together, please give value. This is the body of Christ, please. And we are going to eat this, this bread with discernment. I belong to the body of Christ and I am missing my brothers. I love, I need to forgive them. And secondly, this bread can heal you because by his stripes, you are healed. I bless this bread. I declare healing upon my brothers and sisters. You can eat right now. I trust the healing is taking place. Healing is taking place in your life. In the name of Jesus, receive healing through this body. In Jesus' name. The same way after Jesus ate the bread, he said, this is my blood that is given to you. Now you can have the blood, the juice, and you can drink in your family right now. This blood is the new covenant for the forgiveness and the remissions of sins. When you drink, you have to be conscious, my brother, that all your sins are taken away from you. Because the blood of Jesus forgives you. Father, we thank you for this time. I bless all my brothers and sisters. 
We declare the blessing of God upon them. In Jesus' name, give them a great and blessed week. And we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Love you. See you soon.